GR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Brought to you by Mighty Taco. Mighty Taco would go great right about now. By Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. And by Dent Neurologic Institute. Developing solutions to neurological problems faced in our community. Good morning and welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiri, along with Tom Prince from WNY Athletics. Frank and Francis taking the morning off. Roger Weiss is here, and we are also joined by Dennis Sorrow of the Connolly Cup. We will have the 10 finalists this morning on Inside High School Sports, so that's coming up later on in the program. Good morning, guys. Morning, y'all. Morning, Tony. How you doing? I'm doing great. A little tired. We're up late last night with our banquet. I'll tell you about uh, that in a little bit. But, oh, with the uh, banquet for the kids? Yeah, yeah, a lot of how fun. Late, how late is a banquet for 10- 11-year-olds? I think we left. There was still one team to go, plus the cheerleaders, about 940, 945. Oh. And then, you know, try to okay, get my kids to say, bed if, on time. If they were a few years older, that's when the banquet starts at don't end. Plus, they had uh, the big fireworks competition started last night in Niagara Falls. Yeah, my wife was telling me about China that. China was uh, up first, yeah, but I didn't get yeah. to see any of it. I saw a little bit of the highlights. Is there, it was is there, oh, is there was some nice. more tonight? Yeah, it's six straight days. Six, well, five this, straight, five more straight. Yeah. Uh, so with be tonight. this wind? Oh, that well, the be wind, an adventure. If the wind is bad, I guess they, they won't do it. But I was going to say, because... Today, because I guess that's a big deal at Clarence High School this afternoon. Uh, teams are going to have to deal with the wind. Not so much precipitation, but the wind and, if you can believe wind it, chill. chill factor. Sure. Yeah, it's uh, it's not that warm outside. Well, it, Anthony, to show you where I live, I get on to come here, I have to get on the uh, 219 uh, heading north into the city at the Boston-Hamburg exit. Right. If I had to head south, I couldn't get on. They actually closed it from uh, Hamburg to Springville. Yeah, they closed the 219. Wow. It is not pretty out there. Yeah, it's icy, very icy. I mean, obviously the little precipitation that we got has turned to ice with the cold. Well, I and saw several patches of ice on Niagara Falls Boulevard. Uh, and by the time we in. get to the uh, or the 90 merges of the 219, you probably should put your sunglasses on. That's the difference. Yeah, it's one of those times. It's sunny but very cold. And so we'll talk and see how the conditions will uh, be a factor for today's games in both Monsignor Martin and in uh, the New York State uh, football playoffs. All right, guys, let's get going with uh, news and notes. And I'm going to kick it off this week and tell you about uh, the Drills for Skills Clinic for Hope. And this is a benefit for Owen's Toy Box of Buffalo at Women's and Children's Hospital. The uh, clinic will take place Saturday, December 8th from 1.30 to 3.30. It'll be at Sweet Home High School. That's 1901 Sweet Home Road in Amherst. This is open to all boys and girls grades 5 to 10. A basketball clinic with focus on individual skills to include dribbling, shooting, ball handling, passing, defense, and more. Clinic to be coached and taught by John Offer of Performance Sports Training, local coaches, former Sweet Home and college basketball players. Now get this, guys. The clinic is free due to the generosity and kindness of Great Lakes Transport and Solutions in Patterson-Stevens Construction. The first 60 registrants will receive a free T-shirt, so you need to register or contact at I uh, hope you're writing this down, sil, A-S-I-L, at one 
word, greatlakestransport.com, or just call 716-909-7456. You leave a message uh, at the Sweet Home Community Education Center. Please include your name, grade, school that you attend, and your shirt size. If you would like to donate for Owen's Toy Box of Buffalo at Women's and Children's Hospital, you can make donations uh, made out to Owen's Toy Box and mail it to Great Lakes Transport 4254 Ridgely Road, Suite 200, Amherst, New York, 14226. So uh, check it out for a real good cause. Uh, anything that you do for Women's and Children's Hospital, especially with Owen's Toys Box, is pretty cool by me. Yeah, a couple things, uh, Tony. Uh, I want to acknowledge uh, Dick Wolf, baseball, uh, Buffalo Greater Baseball uh, Hall of Fame. Uh, passed away recently. That's that's two people that I saw what not a month or so ago at the, this year's inductions that have since passed away. Uh, along, uh, you know, with uh, and then I'm blanking right now. The other thing I want to mention: remember last week we alluded to the fact you'll recall uh, in the one lead-in they played the song Diana. Yeah, because it was my uh, wedding anniversary. Right, Sunday night to fourth. By the way, I like the old pictures of you. That was pretty cool. <laughs> we went out to dinner. You know where we went to dinner, right? Mm-hmm. Ilios, of, of course. course. And uh, so we talked, Dennis. By the way, Dennis DePaulo said to say hello. Oh, great! Hi, and Dennis. And the other thing <laughs> we're talking. And are you ready for this? You remember the St. Francis team that uh, young Elio played on with Worthington and all that? Yeah, them? yeah. They were ranked in the state. Zach Kedron. Zach, uh, Pasquale Raimondo, mm-hmm. Doug Worthington. Are you ready for this, Anthony? <laughs> young Elio's in his 30s. Wow. So you know what that means, don't you? That means Damon Roosevelt's in his 30s. Lazar, he's playing well as CFL. Lazar Hayward Jr. is in his 30s. By the way, I saw Lazar Sr. at the Y uh, a few weeks back. He said oh, cool. to say hello. Awesome. But, wow. You know, so that's the good news. Speaking of names from years gone by, and unfortunately this is on a, on a sad note, uh, it is my understanding from Sean Bruce that Tommy Chabalski who played for Lancaster, uh, I believe he was a quarterback, and he also, I believe, played basketball during the times when I was calling the games. And uh, Tommy's not doing too well. And, Tommy, if you're listening, hey, man, our thoughts are with you, brother. Uh, you know, thank you for uh, the great memories. And, you know, keep yeah, fighting, The young man. man can't even be in his 30s. No. Wow. And I know Lancaster's going to do something special on his behalf, too. They're going to wear uh, uh, something under their helmets, too, or something uh, in his honor. Oh, for the man. rest of the way, they're they're dedicating the rest of the season to him. That's it's tough. It really is. So you know, my thoughts are with the Lancaster community, and obviously with Tommy and your family. Uh, keep fighting, brother. Uh, now you uh, had yeah. uh, some. Uh, and Tommy, no thoughts, prayers, everything are with you. Uh, you've got an entire community that's going to back you up, not only in Lancaster but all in Western New York. No doubt about it. We're behind you. Um, but I have, absolutely have a bunch of updates right here. The first one I'd like to give is I want to bring back Emily Henrik, who was a graduate last year of Orchard Park. Uh, I gave an update about her playing rugby in Chicago. Team uh, USA? For Team USA. She will get her second start for Team USA against the number two ranked uh, team in the world, England. 
Um, she actually gets the chance to play. She was it New Zealand she played in the she did, how did yep. they do? Do you know? I didn't get the final score, so I apologize. I don't have that. But I know that she will now be facing the number two team in the world, England. Um, and both teams, New Zealand and England, all have professional players on them. So here is a freshman in college at Dartmouth now going against some of the best in the world. That's awesome. Um, and coming right out of here at Western New York. There's been talk for a while that there's no doubt she could be someone that could represent Team USA in the Olympics. And uh, what does that say for what's happening in Western New York sports? So, Emily, hey, just know you made us real proud along the way. Woohoo! The other updates that I have right now. So what's going on, we, don't, we not only have football going on, but we have field hockey that will be going on in Will North. Um, Class A, Will North will face uh, Sa- Sackham East out of Section 11 at 10 a.m. And Barker Class C will face Carly Place out of Section 8 at 3 p.m. And that will happen at Will North. Girls soccer is going to happen at Cortland where Clarence will face Bethlehem at a Section 2 at 12.30. Clarence is the only team semifinalist from last year to make it back in A. Allegheny Limestone Class B will face Holland Patent, uh, Section 3 at 1.30, um, and uh, they won the Section uh, Class C state title last year. Boys soccer is at Middletown, Clarence, Double A faces Monroe Woodbury at a Section Nine. That was my nemesis back in the day when I went to I went to Cornwall High School, and we used to always go head to head with Monroe Woodbury, so I know them very well. And then East Aurora Class B will face Briarcliff of Section One at eight thirty in the morning. Um, we also have St. Joe's uh, fell in their Monsignor Martin playoff game last night. They lost two one in overtime in the Catholic High School Athletic Association semifinals, and they lost to Regis High School 2-1 in overtime. Oh, man. Close game. And there's uh, there's my updates. How about a shout-out to Niagara-Wheatfield uh, girls' volleyball team? They defeated Iron Decoy 3-1. to They're going to advance to the state tournament for the first time in school history. And also shout-out to uh, Lockport boys' volleyball as uh, they win the uh, large school division, I was <clears throat> excuse me. I was at the uh, volleyball last Saturday night at Damon. Uh, Niagara Wheatfield went up two nothing on Will South, and then Will South came back to make it a cause a fifth game when Will South totally had the momentum. And about midway through the fifth set, uh, Niagara Wheatfield went on a run and was able to win. And Orchard Park volleyball, the girls down two nothing against Clarence, which. I thought Clarence might have been a bona fide candidate for the state championship. OP came back, won the last three sets to advance. I want to mention something that Tom mentioned about the uh, the field hockey uh, semifinals. Mm-hmm. Do you know the complex at Will North is so complex, if you will, they actually play both semifinals at the same time on adjoining fields. Wow. That's so you could have soccer semis. That is quite a. If you haven't been there, you got to get there s- sooner rather than later. That is a very impressive uh, complex. Out sure, there. absolutely. Uh, I want to take a couple of minutes to talk about. Uh, last night we had our banquet for Niagara Falls Junior Football Club, and you know you guys have been hearing me talk about Nick and coaching him for the last three years. Well, this was the last 
go around for several of the kids that I have coached the last three years. I'm going to stay down with the Cobras, and if Nick does decide that he's going to play, he will move up to the Vipers. So it'll be the first time he and I will be apart. I mean, we'll still be in the on the same uh, in the same park, but on different teams. And of course, Samantha wants to get into cheerleading now, which oh no, <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole other story. But it was a great night. We were at the uh, events center across from the Sheraton. First of all, Raj, the food there is spectacular. You'd really like the pasta with the cheese was unbelievable. Roast beef stacked real high, lots of uh, horseradish. Really good, but it was a great there night. There we go again, and everybody's going to see me this afternoon. You always have to talk about food. I don't bring it up. Anthony does. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have I'm not talking mind. to you. I'm talking to the listeners. They're going to jump all over me about talking about food. Well, they should jump all over <laughs> you for various reasons. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Ilios. I, Ilios, of course. Yes. <laughs> of course, We. I mean, we had a great time, and Nikki won a sportsmanship award. Wow. For the 2018 Cobra Sportsmanship Award, uh, he hasn't missed a practice or only missed two practices in three years. He never complains about anything out there. Whatever the coaches tell him, he listens. He does to the best of his ability. It's just the, the coaches love coaching. So when they, they kind of surprised me a couple of weeks ago, we gathered. You know, I forget about these things. Oh, yeah, we got to do the awards. Oh, no. And uh, one of the other coaches says, hey, I think Nikki for uh, sportsmanship. And the other coach says, yeah, yeah. So I had no say in, in it whatsoever. I just picked the defensive awards. But uh, he received that, and the, the look on his face when they called his name was priceless. Absolutely priceless. And you said he only missed two practices in three years? Correct. I'm not going to mention names, but there are some Buffalo City coaches that probably wish that their players only missed two practices a week. <laughs> <laughs> I think you can put Niagara Falls in there, too. Uh, hey, I said yeah. I wouldn't mention names, Anthony. No, I wouldn't yeah. mention, mention anything. All right. So anyway, Nick, you know, we had a great time, and uh, the night was going along great. And, you know, the kids go across and get in awards, and then something happened that blew my mind away. One of the kids comes up to me after he gets his plaque. He hugs me and says, I love you, Coach. Wow. Oh, and knowing you, that just ruined you for the night. Oh, it did. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was wrecked after that. But, you know, Tom, you and I were talking about this because we don't, you don't realize the impact. And Dennis, we had this conversation as well. You don't realize the impact they have on a, on a child's life. Uh, sometimes, as you mentioned, an incident that you were involved with, years, 15 years later, you find out it's good feeling. And it means that you're doing the right things, you're doing it for the right reasons, and it motivates you to keep going. Yeah, it, with this day and age with parents and stuff, you know, you, you got to remember the good kids. It's easy to remember that one bad incident you had, but you got to still remember you're out there for all the kids. You know, and it's the type of deal where, you know, I, I have to say I'm tough on this kid. But I saw the potential in him, and I pushed him to get the most out of that, not only as a football player, but as a young man, and getting him to be a leader. And when he took control, you know, we had so many injuries this past year. Uh, lost one of our better players in the second game of the season with a broken wrist. And Amani was able, I was able to get him to take over because the others didn't want the leadership role. So, Amani, this is your team. And he took it by the horns and went with it. 
and uh, he did such a great job with it. He's a very emotional kid. Uh, he wants to win. He wants to do well more than anything. And when things don't go his way, he tend to break down. You know, and you'd have to bring him in, and you'd really have to talk him up. And, and that's the way with this, uh, several of the kids. We talked about this last week, and, and I was talking with some of the coaches last night. And I don't know if it's just unique to the kids I coach, but it seems that today's kids, because they don't get outside and play with each other, not just sports, but hide-and-seek, kick-the-can, things like that, you know, uh Cops and robbers, whatever the games uh, that you played as a kid. So they don't know how to interact with each other outside of a school or outside of, of football. So when they're out and they're playing Little League and there's dispute, they don't know how to handle it. Well, I was talking to someone the other last, earlier last week saying, you know, when we were kids, you got home, you did your homework, and you got kicked out of the house until the, the streetlights came on. Not kicked out of the house. Who, didn't, who wanted to be in the house? Yeah. Everybody wanted to be outside. Yeah. You wanted to be with your friends. Now you're inside. You're on your PS4. You have a headset. You have a microphone. And you know, you, you're bringing up your buddies. You're playing Fortnite. That's the only real uh, contact that you have outside of school. Uh, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, it's... It's gotten to the point where you remember that you'd have baseball games in, out in the middle of the street where it would be 20 kids playing all at one time. You just don't see it anymore. And, and when you do, you applaud it. Or, unfortunately, when you do, it's a parent trying to uh, set it up or you know get it started or out there umpiring or being a part of it. And you, you want it to get back to a little bit of some of those old days where – they figure it out on their own. We would shovel out the tennis court, go there with our, 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 our all of our hockey stuff, shovel, shovel it out so we could play uh, play hockey. Yeah. And, now they, and like you said, they don't do that anymore. So everything's done online, and I think they're really losing out on the ability to interact with each other. As I said, how to overcome obstacles. You remember when you're playing, you start arguing about the rules. Well, what do you get out of that? You learn how to debate you learn how to resolve problems and i think that's a big problem and i don't have answers for it but this is my observation heck when we were kids it took two people get a play strikeout yeah yeah I mean, draw a box oh, on the wall i was gonna say does anybody even play strikeout in this day and age no wow. i don't even think they I, know I think what it's, it is I think it's, it's all you need two people yeah and I a think, ball and a bat i think it's like the rotary phone how many people remember a rotary phone how do i take a selfie with this grandpa <laughs> all right guys we're gonna take a break and when we come back we'll talk about the games last night uh good job for section six looking good and we've got uh, three games today there and then two monsignor martin games and we have the Connolly cup top 10 coming up you're listening to Inside High School Sports on WGR Sports Radio 550. We're back. You're listening to Inside High School Sports. Tony Caligiuri along with Tom Prince of WNY Athletics. Francis and Frank have the morning off. Roger Weiss is here, and we are also joined by Dennis Sorrow of the Connolly Cup. All right, Dennis, the pressure's on you. I mean, we've been talking about this. Like, 
Dennis is getting company after hands full this year and trying to come up with 10 finalists. I said you guys were going to be debating it all the way up to showtime today. Uh, I'm sure it wasn't an easy process, but you've whittled it, you guys have whittled it down to 10. Tell us a little bit about uh, the process and how it went. Well, the process starts back um, in October, I'm sorry, August, when we have our first get-together. A lot of these guys, we don't see each other until until uh, we start the season again. And we talk about all the players that are returning and if we heard of anybody that isn't at a post-preseason meeting. And then we get we get on a schedule, like plan our schedule for like the next four weeks where we could see – we want to see – Every team possible in the first four weeks to make sure we don't miss a kid. Right. And this year we've seen every single team in Western New York but four. And after the first four weeks, we start, you now we got to see this guy. So, so the people that seen the, this person in the first four weeks, is gonna, we email after, after um, the, the games that weekend, everybody that went out and saw a player writes a report on that player that they've seen. And that is sent out to every member, and they get to read it. And then we go from there. Now, there's a misconception on the, the weekly top performers. The weekly top performers are the kids that the majority of the committee had seen that week that had a good game. It's not that there's players out there that had great games that we just didn't see that week. And it has nothing to do with the final list. It's just recognizing these kids throughout the year. For that individual week, yeah. And then what we do is we get into the later weeks where we start narrowing it down. We have meetings every three weeks. Then we have the big meeting at the stadium. And this year it was a big meeting. <laughs> oh, I can imagine. There were so many names. We talked about it during the year. So many names of players that we thought were worthy of uh, of Connolly Cup uh, consideration. There's, there's actually... Players, great players off this list this year. I mean that, but we it's been ten since nineteen seventy two, and we we've talked about changing. But you know, for forty seven years, this is the forty seventh year. Why change something that's not broken? Right. Okay, so uh, you guys have met, and now you're. It comes down to whittling it down. Does it come down to who is more persuasive at debating? Or do the statistics and the game film and things like that speak for themselves? Well, number one, if it was all about statistics, it would be real easy. You just take the 10 top stat guys and put them on there. But it's not all about stats. It's, it's about sportsmanship, like, mm-hmm. like we brought up before. How do you act on the field? How do you act towards your players when, when something goes wrong? Are you respectful to the referees and coaches yes. and the opponent? Yes, and that's why we have guys that some guys that are on the field, some guys that are in the stands. You never know where our guys are because they want to see this stuff. When you come off the field, you present yourself as a as a professional. I mean, not a professional, but I mean, you want in to respect. In a professional manner is what yeah, you're yes, saying. Yes, in a professional manner. But I mean... Yeah, you don't it, want the kid that that's comes off to the sideline, he slams his helmet down, and or he's chewing out his, his teammates, or he's cussing and carrying on because he didn't like a call. Or, or he's, he goes to the bench and sits down. And sulks. Mm-hmm. You, you got, you're there for your team. Right. And that, sportsmanship has a big, a big, big factor in this. You know, and that's one of the things that we really look into. Okay. 
So, all right, so you guys have put in, you have the formula together, and now everybody's debating and, and throwing the names around. About how long did you guys debate on this? Well, we had our, nine, our meeting after week nine, and it was a good three-hour meeting when we were down to 18 players. And it was hard to get the 18. We talk about each player. You know, it's like, any, it's like politics. Everybody has their own opinion. Sure. You know, and one thing I want to say about the committee, these, these guys volunteer their time. They, they give up their weekends to being away from their family and doing other things they do. Is it a perfect? No, but it's the best we do as a committee. And then when we got down to the 18, we more or less talked a little bit more about them at the stadium again. And then we tell everybody to vote for their 10 favorite. And hopefully we come up with 10. And we did come up with 10 this time because if there's a tie, that's the chairman. That's the only time I get the vote. I don't vote. I don't have anything to say about it. I just lead the guys. And that guys did a great job. Did you have to break any ties this year? I did not have to break any okay. ties. And we're voting on the final 10 or on who's going to win it. And if that's a tie, I have to break that. And I, I tell you, it's just the committee does a great job. It really does. And, and we're going to catch slack from why isn't this guy on, why is this guy on. It's just what we saw and we talked about. Dennis, uh, I like what you said, hopefully. You say hopefully because then you don't have to break the tie, number one. You don't want the pressure. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but, uh, okay, quick question. Now we got the uh, final 10 and you're going to have a vote. If there is a tie, does anybody besides you know that there's a tie? No. That's I was going to say because then someone's got something on you. If anybody on the committee knows, you know, half the committee is bent on, uh, you know, Smith. The other half of the committee is bent on Jones. And you tell them that it's a tie. Then if you pick Jones and all the Smith guys are going to be all over you. So I commend you for that. So actually only Dennis Sarrow will know if there's a tie. Only Dennis Sarrow knows that he broke the tie. Nobody else does. So as far as the committee was concern uh jones beat smith because that's what the committee decided which is good and i commend you for that exactly and what we do is when we send out the ballot with the 10 finalists you rank them one through five in your first place guy will get 10 votes seven five three down to one we tally up all those votes at the end and whoever has the most points wins but if like you said if there's a tie the commissioner breaks it as long as I've been doing it. I never, never had to break a tie. The best we did the one year, we there was a two-point differential. Yeeks. So, hey, remember this. Parents, players, coaches, everybody, you're about to see this list. It's going to hit social media, right? Oh, yeah. These 10 people, these 10 athletes... Don't go and say negative. It, this is These 10 athletes all deserve to be here, and I know you're going to tell me about someone else who deserves to be there. Stay positive about it. Be positive about your player. But there's no reason why these 10 people that we're talking about here that we need to go negative as to why they shouldn't be on this list because they've earned that right. Good point. The other thing I would mention, Tony, and uh, we got the list in front of us, uh, I like the fact there's going to be a couple players on here that had some really impressive uh, seasons. However, their teams did not uh, make the 
what do you want to call it, the postseason other than the Funky Bowl or whatever. So how your team's success, I'm sure that's got to be tiebreaker in some of the minds that someone voted. Well, this guy's not on here, this guy is. Yeah, well, look how his team does and what he meant to his team. Well, I'm so. looking at the list, and every single name on this list is impressive. So I don't see how anybody can sit there and look at these guys. Ah, he doesn't deserve to be on the list. No, they all deserve to be on the list. And as you said, if you could, you know, if, if it was twenty, there'd be twenty that deserve to be on that list. Uh, all players that had great years in representing their teams. And again, as you said, Dennis, it's not just statistics. It's the whole uh, body of work, your attitude, the way you carry yourself, your your play, uh, things like that. So uh, don't always think because somebody rushed for you know, a gazillion yards that automatically they are in it. And it also goes down, and one of the main reasons why we don't use stats, it goes down to your competition too, but... Well, sometimes some of these, it's comparing apples to oranges. Yeah, you it's, got coaches it's that to do. pull their players out at halftime in most of your games. Right. They don't have the stats that they, sh- they would have, so we have to take that in consideration sure. too. and that's good. And like... Like Roger said, you know, it's it's a tough decision, and someone has to make it, and and we and we do. All right, Dennis, they're all on their on their uh, seats of their pants right now, pins and needles. They're ready to uh, they're ready to uh, shout and all that other stuff. Give us the ten finalists, please. This is done in alphabetical order according to schools. So don't read into the order. <laughs> yes. Oh, you threw me a curve. I was wondering why you <laughs> well, put the on there. I even put usually, the numbers on in alphabetical order. Usually we do it alphabetical order, but, you know. By last name. By last name. But I figured we'd throw a little curveball in here. And That's, I'm trying to figure out. Looking for a method. <laughs> why this order? Very All good. Right. Very good. I don't Let's, know, but S is pretty prominent in this, and so is W. Yeah. So we have um, Keyshawn Beal from Cheektowaga. Aaron Whaler from Cleve Hill, Mike Riggerman from Pioneer, Alex Card from Southwestern, Cole Snyder from Southwestern, Jacob Ritz from St. Francis, Aaron Chase from Starpoint, Sean Dolak from West Seneca East, John Spire from West Seneca West, and Dylan Kelly from Williamsville North. One last thing is we stop after week 10. We don't go into the playoffs or anything. Week 10 is the last time we consider anything they do. And I was, I'm glad you brought that up. I meant to bring it up before you read the list because the other thing we got to keep in mind now, uh, last night and tonight, and hopefully, well, obviously we already have it. We know of two teams that will be playing next week, and hopefully one or two of them and – some of the teams playing today will be playing two weeks from now at the Dome. These games now, they will, <clears throat> excuse me, they will come into play as far as, uh, you know, Miguel and his team at the News picking the player of the year. But like Dennis says, the Conley Cup, for example, last night, you know, as good as uh, Whaler and uh, Dolak were last night, that had nothing to do with this list. This list was formed right after the games last weekend at the Ralph, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Wanted to bring that out, Tony. Good point, Rod. Let's face it. If, uh, you know, 
Sean Dolak leads the team to the state championship, and he could be player of the year, would not necessarily mean he might not win the Conley, depending on the, how they vote, because you got Keyshawn, you got Whaler, you got all these other guys that could actually, uh, you know, regular season, they might have thought was a silly millimeter better than Sean Dolak. Keep that in mind, listeners. Yeah, and I mean, again, you look at this list, these are very impressive kids. You know, I mentioned watching uh, Aaron Chase earlier in the year, and uh, come to think of it, yeah, he did carry himself very well during the the game that I saw him against Grand Island. Uh, and that's so important. You got a guy that represents uh, their school, their team, and their family, and that's that's very important. I think you guys did a great job with this list. We try. You did. You did a great job. Uh, now let the debates begin, and now you'll sit down and you'll whittle down who will be the winner. Do you take, and you mentioned uh, your point total in, in formula, putting your formula together. Does that continue to the finalists, or do you start something, or start it all over again now that you're down to 10, then you go at it again? or No, we just started that with the final okay. 10. Where they vote for their 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 five five top players out of ten. All right, so we can't uh, like during the break uh, needle you and get you to uh, give us a you know maybe a hint or something like that. No, we can no, needle them. I, I don't know if it'll do any good. I'll but tell we you. Can try. I tell you what. We should have brought food to bribe. I just don't know. Well, my knuckles are sore from when Roger hit me with the ruler <laughs> when I tried to grab a donut this morning. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about today's games uh, that are going, of course, uh, the uh, two games last night. And, of course, Sports Talk Saturday follows us. And then at 1 o'clock, it's uh, Vancouver against the Sabres right here on WGR Sports Radio 550. One last segment of Inside High School Sports, and Sports Talk Saturday follows us. Sabres at 1 o'clock. Keep it right here at WGR Sports Radio 550. Games last night in Class A in the Far West Regionals. West Seneca East with a 15-8 victory over Iron... How do you pronounce that? Arondequoit. Arondequoit. I'm dyslexic this morning. And uh, Cleve Hill with a uh, monstrous victory over Warsaw Letchworth, 54-6. to So good news for Section 6, two teams moving on to the state Final Four. I think we should mention, Tony, that Cleve Hill game uh, against Letchworth. Uh, don't let the score fool you. It wasn't that close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, didn't look at Cleve Hill just dominated. Yeah, I mean, you know. And, and don't leave Warsaw out of that because I'm going to get in trouble. You guys keep leaving the Warsaw out of that because I got. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's, you know, it's Letchworth, Warsaw. Excuse or is me. Or it Warsaw, Letchworth? <laughs> so who gets top billing? Hey, it depends when you look po- at it. Your helmets Polish say LW, but you right. get the Polish <laughs> descent. I'm going for Warsaw. All right. <laughs> okay. So, um, hey, let's also remember last year five and zero is what section is what That's section right. six went last year. It wasn't that the first time ever we first time ever. Yep. Two and zero out of the gates now. Right that is where we are with three big games today. One a number one ranked team in the state. Indeed, we got. We've got right now a weather that could neutralize some of that next two games where we've got two really good running teams. Not going to say it's going to happen again, but watch out. Section 6 is ready to make a run again, okay? But um, the games last night, 
totally agree with what Roger said. That game wasn't even that close. Um, Their only score came when uh, the uh, uh, yeah, Aaron Warsaw Letchworth had a short field because it was a fumbled on a punt yeah, return. I, 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 no, it was a uh, it was a a punt. Aaron Wheeler actually went to uh, to field it. Fumbled it right on the right yeah, on the so twenty yard line. It wasn't a fumble. I yeah. was going to say no. It was a fumble. I mean, well, he went and caught it, and then it dropped right out of him. Right I guess I, I guess they call that a muff. So, and then it was a short field from the twenty yard line on down. And uh, they are two teams that mirror each other. They both like to strictly run the ball. In fact, Cleveland Hill didn't throw, uh, didn't have one pass complete, and I think they only went for one <laughs> pass. Uh, Anthony, they were zero for one. I says. What's Glenn Graham doing and all that? Uh, he says, "Don't look at it that right way." It was a uh, spike the ball to stop yes. the clock. Yeah, that and, was the zero for one. But they did, but they did throw a pass for a two point conversion. Yes, and the pass that was incomplete that he's talking about wasn't by Javon Thomas, the normal quarterback. Aaron Wheeler came in and actually spiked it down. He thought it was going to be a trick play at first, and he actually comes in and spikes it down. But um, the second game was unbelievable. It was two teams that you saw matched up really well as far as when the weather happened out there. West Seneca's line was unbelievable. Defensive line, the pressure they got in on Freddie uh, Jr. was unbelievable. But I will say, if you have not seen Freddie Jr. play, that's a kid you want to see play. Moving sideways, juking, jumping backwards, running for yards. He made something out of nothing for his yards all night long. He ran for 67 yards, um, so it doesn't sound like it was. But if you watch the game, he, he earned every yard. He earned every single one of them. Sure. And Tony, then, I saw the, excuse me, Tom. I saw because of that week where he had the bad weather back and was it week four or whatever, uh, the victor. Arondequoit game was moved to Sunday night, so we had an opportunity when we went down there. I saw that Arondequoit team beat a really good Victor team. I says, you know what? In week 11, Arondequoit is going to play West Seneca West for the de facto state championship in Class A. Well, guess what? In back-to-back weeks, West Seneca East knocked both of them off. Sean Dolak Huge. has got to be so black and blue after last night between offense and defense. Very impressive. What a player. What Very a player. impressive. But I will tell you, there were a lot of other people that stepped up in this game. This wasn't only – like I, I will tell you at the stadium, I really felt it was Sean Dolak was one of the big ones, right, where you had Zach Arnone come in that threw the pass to I'm him. I'm glad right? you mentioned Zach right? Arnone. But Zach did incredible in this game. He had two interceptions, one of them that was called back, had another big interception in the game, was big on defense for for them. Uh, McNulty was another one from the outside defensive end that was huge for them. They were running the ball with people outside of Sean Dolak. This was a team effort by West Seneca. They really did a full team uh, to be able to pull off this win, and they deserve a lot of credit, that team. And then except on that, and just so you're talking about June, uh, that third and forever play where he actually yeah. got a first down out of it. Other than that, they contained him pretty good. Very impressive. So today we have going on is uh, Climber Shermer in Panama. They're going to take on Alexander 
at noon. Lancaster's going to take on Aquinas at 3.15, and then it's Chittawaga against Batavia at 6.30. Uh, so good luck, uh, Section 6. Let's bring three more home. Uh, Monsignor Martin, they're into their finals right now. And at UB Stadium, you have St. Francis taking on Canisius. That's at 5 o'clock. And Bishop Tymon will take on Cardinal O'Hara at 2 o'clock in Division B. I like Chicktawaga a lot. That game that Beal had last week at the stadium was one for the ages. Uh, CSP, uh, team most capable of beating CSP, I think, is CSP. And especially. Well, you if, said, you've been saying it for weeks that yeah, you thought they were going to win a state championship. Yes. And uh, like Tom says, especially if this win holds up, that kind of, you know, levels the playing field because isn't that a. Aquinas has that sophomore quarterback yeah, who they're already all recruiting over. all yep. over the country or something. Well, Aquinas always has some ridiculously yep. talented kids. Yes, but now like if he can, <laughs> if yeah, he can pass fun. as well, because I really like Lancaster's run defense yeah, right. a lot. A um, couple things I want us to be uh, careful of. Aaron Whaler, I'm a little worried. I did not like the end of his his game. He was He was limping out on the field. I just hope that he's okay, that that wasn't an injury. He seemed to be when he needed to run, he could run, but we all watched him, and it was a limp towards the end. I just hope that he's okay and there's no injuries there. The other thing on that game, didn't they lose two linemen out of the game uh, that might not be able to play next week? No. um, The only one that got thrown out, there was a throwout, but it happened on the the Warsaw side that he, he had an ejection there. Because you saw the player sixty one from Warsaw Letchworth that got ejected. Is that ejected. the one where they were offsetting personal yes. fouls? But yep. it was only the Warsaw guy that got ejected. Yes. Well, that's a break. Because if he yep. if Glenn loses two alignment, that's not good as well as you know Aaron and company can do. And then the last one with with uh, with Cheek with Cheektawaga. Be careful, Batavia's got a fantastic player over there that could be a player of the year candidate on really? the other side. So be careful; it's going to be a tough game. That's another Watch school out. that's always packed. Yes, they're and, packed. And and these two know each other very well. They both get to this round very often. They're both familiar with it. Batavia will be a very tough out still. You mentioned the win today. San Francis likes to throw the ball. Does that go into Canisius's uh, favor? Yes, I do think it does because of that defense of line right now. You look at the lines and I think the defensive line for Canisius could be an advantage. But Especially I'm going to tell you right now, UB. do not still count out Saint for the way that they could still run the ball and put up numbers. I'm still going to, that's going to be a close game I think either way. And obviously the way Cardinal O'Hara has been playing and Bishop Timon picking up their first win. Uh, Cardinal O'Hara's got a hurt quarterback that got right. knocked out too so that neutralizes that game a little bit. It could be a closer game than you think there too. So two good games uh, at uh, UB, and of course the uh, three uh, section six versus section five. And they'll they'll head out to uh, next week for the state final four, and then on to the carrier dome. No, state semis next. Oh, week. state semis, yeah. and then uh, I might and, be playing hooky next week, Anthony. I may be down in Binghamton. All right, well that'll be a good week, uh, Derek, for us to bring in a lot of food so that Roger misses out. All right, <laughs> deal. All right, Dennis, thank you so much for uh, stopping in today with the uh, Connolly Cup uh, 10 finalist, and uh, best of luck to all the individuals, and uh, congratulations to whoever wins it. Thanks for listening. Sports Talk Saturday is next on WGR Sports Radio 550.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 